Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Flickton is a small hamlet built up around the inn. The bar is populated largely by dwarves. Half the eyes in the inn are pointed to a table where half a dozen elves talk quietly amongst themselves. You also see a lone human bard, Flugaby Fega, at your service. Hi, Aslo Tendertoe. I feel like there's a little bit of tension in the room. Glenhammer and Migradil aren't too friendly since the Empire broke up. In Goliath society, when we have a grievance, we get it out physically. See that dwarf over there? And I point to the dwarf at the other side of the bar. That guy was calling you smooth-faced, skinny, yellow-livered. He walks over to the dwarf. You have something to say to me? Everyone in the whole area just starts swinging fists. The bartender gives one clap. Everyone gets glued to the ground. You've had your fun. Now behave yourselves. You pass through the gates under the crossed axes of the underground city of Glassrock. <laughs> We're here! <sighs> Made it. <sighs> Finally. We're here, guys. We actually made it. Yeah. That was a long trip. Huh. It was. <laughs> and now you have to go back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe we'll just do like they did at the end of The, the Hobbit, the, the book, and just be like, yeah, and then they went home. <laughs> <laughs> the city before you is not just a network of caves and tunnels, but it looks like it was actually a huge cavern with structures carved out of the stone. Whoa. In the base of the cavern. Mm. So it looks like a standard city, except that it's entirely underground. Gnarly. You can see the city due to faint kind of glowing moss and other lights here and there spread throughout the city. Faintly illuminate the buildings and passageways. I'm thinking of Elder Scrolls. Like, are there like mushroom lamps? Yeah, the the glowing mushrooms. Yeah, glowing mushrooms. I think more just moss, phosphorescent moss. Mm. Now, Tokus, I believe you had... uh some business here, didn't you? What are you getting at, Aslo? What are you trying to say? Well, I guess first let's check in with uh, Elbert here. Yeah, Elbert, uh, is there anything you need us to help out with? Do we need to offload some supplies, or where are we making our berth here, so to speak? I'm headed to market. We didn't quite make it in time for me to set up for tonight, but I need to unload my goods to be ready to sell tomorrow. Oh, okay, so you're not just, like, delivering... You're not, like, a supplier delivering them to someone else. You're actually selling them yourself. I'm selling a few things here, and, but I'm only planning to stick around for three days. Okay. And then we'll head back. I'll unload the rest of my goods with an associate here, and then we'll travel back. Three days is a long time. We could totally do something cool in three days, right? Could plan a party. It feels like a long time... But given that we need to find certain people in a certain amount of time and give them a certain amount of time to do the things that we want them to do, it's not really that long. Could you be a little bit more vague, Shala? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so there are things and there are people. So there you, so there you go. Uh, you know, I've always thought that it's that way. <laughs> Why didn't you say so? But I didn't know how to, like... Put it in words. Right, right. That's kind of the yeah. essential. That's like philosophy. That's what philosophy people do, like philosophers. Yeah. Like, and then they get paid lots and they write a book and you read it and you're like, I already knew that. But <laughs> right. you make more money than me because you wrote this book. And sorry, Tokus doesn't like philosophers. <laughs> that's another old halfling saying there are people and there are things. Yeah, I mean, you know, Shaba doesn't like educated people either. They scare him, make him feel uncomfortable. Uh, so, so Albert, uh, can we help you unload? 
Or do we, in, in other words, do we have to help you unload? Is what I'm really asking. <laughs> yeah, do you need any guarding? I mean, this city's pretty secure. I mean, we're in the ground. Yeah. Oh, no. I was mostly worried about the road here. So you're free to do what you want as soon as we make it safely to the market. Yeah, nothing bad ever happens underground. Right, Tokus? No. Nope. No, never. All right. Well, just ring our AAA pager when you're ready to go. <laughs> See you in three days. Yeah, give us a buzz. Meet me in three days in the morning. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. So in other words, you will not need us at all until then. I don't believe so. Okay. Well, if you do need us, send for us, even though we have no idea where we'll be. <laughs> Just send a bunch of people out into the city and to call our names. And maybe they'll find search us. Search party? Yeah. <laughs> send a search party to find us. Um, well, I believe we have something very, very important to do while we're here. That's right. Yeah, we need a party like it's three. Like there's no tomorrow. I mean, this place is totally a party city, isn't it, Chava? I just stare at you, Tokus, and I narrow my eyes and I just start shaking my head. And I reach over your shoulder into your pack and I pull out the huge (laughs) chunk of ore that you found in the mine and I hand it to you. And I say, does this look like a party to you, Tokus? Because the Tokus I know would have thought first about his ceremonial, generationally bestowed, traditional gnomish armor. With a heavy sigh, I hand the ore back to you, Shaba. But, Tokus, this is not my ore. This is not my beautiful ore. Shaba, we've already established this armor can be tinkered with by none other than gnomish hands. Do you see any gnomes here besides me, Shaba? That's why... We're going to go find some. Exactly, Aslo. My sentiments precisely. But I thought this was a dwarvish city. It is, but we're not dwarves, are we? And yet, here we stand. Hmm. Mm, (laughs) Wait, this is a multicultural community. Yes, I didn't think about that. It is. And then I jut the rock up in my hand and hold it above my head, and I say, We're going on a quest! A quest for glory! And then I move the the ore around so that the, the... luminescent moss glints off it in its greenish light. And I say, (laughs) it's time to find us a gnome who knows how Mm. to tinker. So I look around. Do I see any gnomes? (laughs) Well, if I were a gnome, which I am, where would I live in the city? Can you tell us a little bit more about the city and the way that it's divided up the different districts? There's one area where you can definitely see the palace built into the far end of the whole cavern wall. Whoa. It's like this carved-out palace facade with passageways leading back into the cave wall and such. Wow. Sweet. Aside from that, you can see a lot of red glow coming from one area, which seems like it would possibly be from fires or something like that. Perhaps there's a forge or multiple forges. Let's follow the Mm. light. Shall we, friends, countrymen? I think that's a great idea. We follow the light. So you make your way down through the city. It's almost all dwarves here. You do find some occasional human traitors. Not traitors. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> human traitors. Say, Traitor. They, they stab you in the back as you walk by. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> that really hurts. Stop stabbing me in the back. Jeez. <laughs> Wait, no, Aslo, aren't they traitors? Yeah, there's humans and not really much else here. 
As always, you do find a few halflings. They tend to live everywhere. <laughs> Those halflings, they're pesky. They're like rats. Always underfoot. <laughs> they're always infesting places. <laughs> they multiply like rabbits. Aslo, that, you know, that brings up a great question. When was the last time that you had a little, la- little lady friend? Uh, um... That is none of your business, sir. (laughs) Have I struck a chord? I did know a a girl once. Go on. But I won't get into that now. Asla has a girlfriend? (laughs) No, no, she's not my girlfriend, okay? (laughs) Oh, Asla, you already said it. Is it like a sad story, like a melancholy story? Is this why all the songs you write are sad? Yeah, if you listen to my last album, it was uh, it was just all breakup songs. It was really, really depressing. <laughs> yeah, it was a melancholy time of life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Perhaps I will tell you about her another time. Mm. As I was going through his emo period at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you reach the area where you saw all the red glows coming from. It's getting warmer and warmer as you go down mm-hmm. towards this section. Ah, warm. You do indeed find several forges, smiths, refineries, all sorts of metalworking shops here. I make a gnome check. Yep, me too. I will also gnome check. Okay, um, this history is kind of the general lore. Am I pro- I'm proficient in this, right? Because it's a gnome check? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could just say that you're the only one who's proficient and everyone else just gets intelligence. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. I got a 16. 13. Are you guys adding your intelligence score to this? Just my intelligence modifier. Yeah, modifier. Okay, because that would mean I get a 20 with proficiency, which would make it also 22. Oh. Hey, I know my gnomes. <laughs> so you're all looking around for signs of gnomes. You don't find any gnomes walking around or working in the shops. However, Tokus, you do see one shop in particular has some devices that look like the sorts of things that gnomes would do. Some gadgetry and some gnomish style weapons and armor and shields and things. But you don't see a gnome at the star. I get all excited and I, I, I want to stride through the door and I want to go in there. I just I have to be... I have to see these things. <laughs> you walk into the shop and you see behind the counter there is a dwarf. <sighs> <sighs> I, I walk out. I'm just. Oh, whoa, 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 hold on there, young lad. I haven't had a bite of business in three weeks. Please stay. <laughs> What's your problem? Do the gizmos scare people away? Not unless they just scared you. Well, actually, to be honest, well, I shouldn't say. <laughs> it seems as if perhaps they're what drew you to me. Uh, yes. Welcome to my shop. I am Spath Iron Tongue. You seem to be in search of something gnomish, otherwise you probably wouldn't have found your way here. Well, you're not wrong. Uh, well, my, my name's Tokus, Tokus Alton, and uh, I do happen to be a gnome. These, these look gnomish. Who made these? I did. Really? What? I used to know the gnomes. I had several friends among them, and they taught me some of their ways, and I taught them some of mine, and I was always fascinated by their little trinkets and gadgetry, so... I used to gnome all the time. I used to gnome many gnomes. I uncomfortably get close to him, and I reach over the counter, and I, and I say, okay, As long may as I? you don't get uncomfortably close? I get uncomfortably <laughs> close, and I say, may I? And I, I take one of his hands in mine, and I inspect it, and I say, But these are dwarven hands, not gnomish. Dwarves typically have dwarven hands, I find. 
Of course they are, but the dwarves are master craftsmen, as I'm sure you know. I, I mean no disrespect, but I can't, in good faith, gnomish faith, on the graves of many dead gnomes, <laughs> let you do work because these hands are not gnomish. Well, that's a shame, because it seemed like they would have enjoyed me carrying on their legacy. What happened to them, if you don't mind me asking? Their whole city was killed in some sort of invasion a few years ago. I know about this. Go on. They sealed the city off, and I haven't heard from them since then. What do the dwarves of this city think happened? Some say the caves collapsed on them, and that was what sealed it. Others say there was an attack... I'm not sure entirely myself, but it does seem that there was something more than just a cave-in. Surely you must know what happened if they were dear friends of yours. And why weren't they here? Why weren't they safe? They would only come occasionally. They were friends for many years before that, but they wanted to go back to their homeland, and we parted ways. I mean, to my knowledge, this is the only place that the gnomish armorers met and traded are you trying to tell me that you haven't seen any of your friends, any of your gnomish armors, and since then? Years? I haven't. Sad to say. Tokus takes a moment. And he thinks to himself, they're all, they're all gone. Those would have been the last gnomish armorers. They're gone. Well, let me, let me introduce you to some of my friends. So I, I invite Shaba and Aslo in. I say, hey guys, check this place out. I walk in and I'm in tears, like tears are streaming down my face, and I crouch down and just wrap my arms around Tokus. You heard all that, Shava? And give him a big <laughs> hug. I thought that was in my head. Do you always eavesdrop on my conversations? When am I ever not eavesdropping on you, Tokus? <laughs> all right, come here, big guy, and I, I, I give him a... And as Shava hugs him, he goes, I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I will haunt your nightmares. <laughs> Uh, Tokus, I'm uh, so sorry. I know how terrible it is to lose your people, but at least in my case, I know that they're still alive somewhere. I just can't imagine how horrible it must be for you. It's okay, I'll get over it. Well, I guess that settles it. My armor will never be repaired or fixed. There just doesn't exist anyone that could ever possibly fix it. Wait, what's this about fixing your armor? I dare say I could give it a shot. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's really, really kind, and I, and I know you probably cut me a good deal because you were friends with them, and I'm also a gnome, and, but, but, but seriously, I, and it's, it's not, hey, you know, I, I know you think I'm being gnomish, right? That I'm being, you know, uh, how do your people say it? it? It's not because you're a dwarf that I don't want you touching my armor, it's because you're not a gnome. You're being dwarfist. I am a little bit, de- well, no, just in the case of armor. All right, how about this, how about this? If what you say is true, and I were to believe you, can I, can I like, make a check to make sure I believe what he's saying? Sure, make an insight check. All right. 16. He sounds sincere. Oh, they are dead. Okay. Um, could you show me some examples of work you've done specifically on gnomish armor? Uh, certainly. You look right over here, and you gesture towards one of the walls. Oh, it's right here the whole time. Okay, I'm checking it out. <laughs> Points towards one spot. It says we've got some varieties of plate armor and some chain mail, some splint mail here, some various pieces. Interesting. No, this is actually really great work. So you're saying the gnomes used to come and you'd work under them, work with them? Like, how did, how did that all happen? I don't think it's possible for a dwarf to get under a gnome. 
It just, that just sounds True. like physically impossible. Yeah, the physics of that are just... Uh, so they taught you. Not going to happen. We taught each other. We traded our skills mm. and knowledge. So did they teach you about perfect fit armor, slim fit armor, husky fit boot cut armor? I mean, did you get all the different <laughs> skills? Low rise armor? Yeah. I'm familiar with various fits. Apple bottom armor. <laughs> Shaba, please. I'm still in my <laughs> mid-40s. I don't need apple bottom yet. Well, it looks to me like you've got some custom-fitted chain right there with, if I'm not mistaken, some gnomish underarmor gears there. Yeah, you've, you've got a perceptive eye. Most people have no idea that this thing is layered, and I, I kind of open it up and show them some of what's going on in there. Uh, indeed. Fine work. My dad made me this. That's... Forgive me if I was rude or dwarfist or whatever, but my, my father made this armor, and it'd be weird to have someone that's not gnomish work on it, but I guess they're all gone. Maybe it's time to let go, Tokus. Tokus, I was just going to say the exact same thing. What, if my <laughs> dwarfistness or my armor? Well, probably both, since oh. racism is, like, not good and everything. <laughs> um, but, uh, Tokus, I know how much this armor means to you. How much your lineage means to you. Well, actually, my father treated me really poorly. <laughs> but it's all that I have to remember him by. I'm having a monologue here, okay? <laughs> Calm down. But I think perhaps it's time to expand your horizons a little bit. Let go of the gnome that you once were and become perhaps a bigger version of yourself. Embrace the dwarf you're turning into. That's right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tokus, I have some news to share with you. What's that? You're actually a dwarf. What? <laughs> yes. Well, it's funny that you say that. I'm actually thinking about this. I feel like like this nice like weight has been lifted off my shoulders, even though I just found out that like really important people in my race are dead now. Tell me, <laughs> could you integrate some dwarvish tech into my father's armor? I've done a few fusions of dwarven and gnomish technology in the past. I could try to come up with something. I'm curious what kind of attributes we could piece together, because my perfect fit armor, of course, gives me that nice, like, comfort. Dwarvish crafting is different. You guys are very, like, you don't really even care if it feels like sandpaper. You guys are more about function as in, like, in battle. Yes, I would make it very sturdy and strong and use my knowledge to build up all of the strength behind the components beyond what the gnomes would typically have. Mm -hmm. But it would be heavier as a result. Yes, it likely would be. But if I look over the extra weight, yes, dwarvish components, yes, yes. Well, we best get to it. And Toka starts stripping off his armor, just like <laughs> naked in your store. You wear stuff under your armor. <laughs> Toka, why aren't you wearing anything under your armor? That's weird. It's perfect fit armor. It's so comfortable. You don't need to wear anything underneath, except for maybe like boxers. So I'm in my boxers. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're going to have this, like, hybrid, dwarvish, gnomish armor. How long is this going to take, and how much do you think it's going to cost? He holds up the chain shirt in front of him, and he's like, Well, I can see this area is rusted pretty bad. Um, I should be able to finish it up in a day or two, though. Wow, two days. Do you think that I could kind of join in on the festivities? You guys go enjoy the city. I, I'm going to stay here, I think. I got some ideas, if you know what I'm saying. All right, uh, where do you want to meet up later? Where were we meeting Elbert? We're meeting her somewhere where the caravan is birthed. I ask Spaeth, um, what is the best inn nearby? 
the On Fire Inn <laughs> by the Forges. It's real, real hot in there. I would recommend the Sword and Club. Is that like Sword and Club as in an <laughs> apostrophe? The Sword and Club. Ah, okay. <laughs> right, it's right next to Swords Are Us with just the R. <laughs> I must be thinking of a different Sword and Club. Okay, um, Tokus will be staying at the Sword and Club if you decide to, like, actually sleep at any point in the next three <laughs> days. You can find us there. All right, sounds good. All right, have fun. Good luck. I'll probably see you guys in three days. Probably. Uh, I'm thinking no. <laughs> no offense, but I don't really want to hang out here. So how does eight gold sound for full repairs? Uh, that sounds like bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> what if, Tokus, what if you offer him the ore as materials to help with his costs? What do you make of this? And I show him the ore and say, could this reduce some of the material that you need to use of your own? Uh, he takes it and says, well, this is nothing particularly fancy, but looks like decent material. I could have the refiners work it out into something usable. I'll count that as mm, four gold. That seems like a good deal to me. I go ahead and pay him because I think he's good for it and I think he's going to get it done before we leave, hopefully. Yeah, I'm trying to give you the best offer I can here because you seem like a nice guy and it's been a long time since I've seen any gnomes. Well, I'll have to come back so you can train me and stuff because there aren't gnomish armors anymore if what you say is true. Well, I'm sure there are some somewhere, but none around here. Wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me that there are other gnomish armors that still exist? Give me that. I mean, there, there are <laughs> other clans of gnomes in far-off lands. All right, I will deduct four gold and pay the man. You are not the last gnome in existence. It feels like that way sometimes, though. Seriously, in this show, we have very few interactions with gnomes. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. I've noticed that because your people were decimated, so that's probably why <laughs> there are not many gnomes, Toka. <laughs> So we haven't interacted a lot with our own races very much at all. Lots of humans and dwarves. And elves. elves. Well, you all came from other lands where your races are more <laughs> plentiful to this one where they're not. Yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. He takes off all of the rusted parts of your armor, starts assembling new links, as well as rebuilding the broken inner layer, inserting all those... Like, ball bearings and whatever in the right places and it seems like he's doing a good job of it so we step outside the shop and then um say we've got a crystal to examine yeah isn't that right we do we've got a crystal to examine the damage guild podcast obey your thirst for adventure Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Damage Guild Podcast. My name is Jay Stout, and I am joined this week by two of my three co-hosts, Sean and Thane. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey, how's it shaking? <laughs> uh, pretty well. Pretty well. Shaking a lot of things. How are you guys doing? And uh, why, are you, why are you here? Why am I here? What are we doing right now? Where did we come from? Where are we going? How did I get here? <laughs> Was it the egg or was it the chicken? Obviously, it was the chicken because the chicken laid the egg. So, dispute over. Yes. <laughs> um, what are What's with you guys? What is happening? What's news? Well, I think that you should do yourself a favor and head to our social media. You can find it on our main website. That's www.thedamageguild.com. 
and click the links at the top. You should recognize them. Facebook symbol, Twitter symbol. Uh, we also have a Discord where we have an awesome chat going on if you want to hang out with us and talk with us on a more personal basis. What do you think about that, Jay? Uh, I think it's great because conveniently all of the symbols, all of the links at the top of our website are shaped like the website's logo that they represent. So it's real easy to tell what they are. If you've ever been to any of those sites, you can just look at it and be like, oh, hey, that's the Facebook logo. It must link to the Facebook page of the Damage Guild and so forth. And you can extrapolate from there and use any link to your advantage that way. Although it has to be said that we are definitely the most active on our Discord server. So if you really want to talk to us, that's probably the best way to do so. Yeah, yeah. We're more active there than anywhere else, I think. Because Twitter is not my favorite place in the world, honestly. But (laughs) yeah, Discord's pretty cool because it's full of people who are cool because they listen to the show or are on the show so it's a good place to hang out with us um what else uh so shaba you know what i like to do uh i'm i'm jay we're we're mid-rolling so you, you know jay what i like to do <laughs> i like to sleep in a bed with comfortable pillows now tell me this could i get some new pillows for my new apartment jay tell me more about what i could do about my pillow situation well, I suppose you can you could go to like a Bed Bath and Beyond and just pick up as many pillows as you want, right? I mean, you could do that. But I'm but one man. One man needs one pillow. One pillow per human, right? Okay, so a- all right, yeah. So I guess well, unless you're my wife, then you're, you're talking like five pillows per human. Yeah, women tend to get a lot more pillows than. Men. <laughs> well, let's not generalize. I'm just talking about my wife. I mean, okay, maybe yes. Sarah but- specifically <laughs> likes pillows. That's Sarah okay likes because Sarah's a lot of great. pillows. Right, but if you're you and you only have one pillow, if you you only own one pillow then you obviously you want to make that pillow special, right? You want to make it something where you wake up memorable. Yeah. You wake up and you open your eyes in the morning and you maybe yawn and then you look down at your pillow and it makes you smile because what's on it, right? Yeah. See, I'm tired of my boring plain pillow. Like my pillowcases are just very empty. Me too. Me too. Mine as well. Yeah. Well, what do you think about this thing? What if, what if your pillow had something on it? Well, I've got a couple of decorative pillows myself, actually. Oh, okay. So, Thane's already good. He's good to go. You're already taken care of. You don't need something. Right. But what if you're not Thane? If you're like plain old Sean or me, and you just have a plain pillowcase, that's no fun, right? So, then I guess in a roundabout way to answer your question from before, Sean, what you could theoretically do is go on the internet and order yourself a Damage Guild pillow. Whoa, whoa. I thought you were going to say order yourself a pillow. A Damage Guild pillow? What's that? Yeah. Okay. So it's a pillow with the Damage Guild on it. And that could be in any form. It could be our logo. It could be something from our show. That is now a thing that exists in the world. It's in, in in the internet world. Wait a second. We launched merch? When did that happen? Did we did we send out an announcement for the merch launch? Maybe. Maybe. This might actually be the first time we announce it. No, it probably won't be. We've probably talked about it before. Yeah, so so use me as an example. Use me, use me. So I could use a new pillow. Where do I get this damage guild pillow? Okay, so Sean, if you wake up and you look down at your plain old boring pillow and you get depressed and you think, wow, my life sucks. This is horrible. Mm-hmm. I can't stand t- myself right now. I'm doing it all wrong. All you have to do is go to thedamageguild.com slash shop. 
that sounds so easy. And you know what? It's crazy, right? I'm I'm part of the Damage Guild, just like you guys listening are. I don't know if you know that, but you're actually part of the guild in a way. That that's true. You are. How can I not have our pillow? Like how can I how can I claim to be in the Damage Guild without that pillow? Well, I don't think that the blame entirely rests on you because you're just finding out about it obviously so I, unless you were to hand draw our logo onto one of your regular pillowcases there's no real way you could have possibly uh done that the or no yeah there's no way you could have known so we'll give i'll give you a pass for now but if you don't have a damage guild pillow by uh say next week I'm, then you're definitely out. You're out. I feel like the way we're pitching this pillow is like what they do with kids, like the new like action figure, or like big toy that's coming out, like Hasbro or whatever, or Parker Brothers. And they're like, if you don't have this toy, you're not cool. Exactly. Or you're, you're a nerd if you don't have this. <laughs> right. Like, that's awful. That's not what we're trying to promote at all. Well, that's basically what we're saying. It's true. That's basically what we just did. Yeah, because if you don't have sweet Damage Guild swag, then, I mean, what are you doing? with your life really yeah so so yeah go to the damage slash shop check out our ever-growing collection of mer- merchandise that you can purchase for a nominal fee whoa whoa, whoa. there's more than just pillows on there Th- there's more than pillows there's going to be t-shirts there's going to be mugs there's going to be all kinds of stuff and not wow. only that the the number of designs is going to grow because you know a, a lot of us have some some d- graphic design skills and we're going to be able to, uh, we're going to start working on some new designs, some kind of like memes from the show, some one-liners, <laughs> some different uh, different things like that. I think all of the young boys and girls, what they really need is a stuffed stripey. If we could make that happen, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll give that a shot. Or like striped uh, so anyway, pajamas or... Go to thedamageguild.com slash shop, take a look at our merchandise, and... Come hang out with us uh, on Discord or follow us on Twitter or check out our Facebook page. We're out there. We're on the internet. And uh, we'd love to see you. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. Uh, All right. Let's go find someone who knows what they're doing. I look around for people who look like they know crystals. Nobody does. <laughs> nobody know, Nobody looks like they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, that's too bad. Hmm, let's go toward that big, uh, like, palace built into the side of the... There might be some people who know what they're doing over there. Well, that might be, like, the palace, though. Yeah, we don't have to go in. We just ask the people around that area who probably are... Who know, who know what's going on. Yeah, we'll just, we can just walk around, walk in that general direction, and ask people as we go. So we, get, we make gather information checks, and we ask if anybody uh, is familiar with a good gem cutter or somebody who would know where a, uh, an obsidian crystal like this might be found and some more information about its origin or its source. And on my investigation roll, I rolled a one, so I'm going to re-roll it. Ha <laughs> that old half look. 11 plus 1 is 12. I got a 14. Uh, you get directed to a jeweler's shop. The dwarf inside, he's got lenses and lenses layered on there as he's working on some fine <laughs> jewel in front of him. Hmm. He looks up and shifts all of the lenses out of one of the eyes <laughs> and looks at you and says, Yes, yes, welcome. I follow Aslo in, and then when he comes to face the dwarf, the gem cutter, I stand beside him, hold up the briefcase, and open it. This 
is a stone that we would like you to examine. He reaches in and picks it up with some tweezers. I shut the case very abruptly as soon as he takes it out. This looks like obsidian, some volcanic rock. We don't see much of that around here. Pretty rare, huh? Did you want me to set it in a necklace or something for you? That would look pretty cool, but I don't feel like sucking out the souls of all my friends and uh, compatriots. So, not today, anyway. Wait, what was that about sucking out souls? What? I, I had to clear my throat. Yeah, I'm I didn't sorry. hear anything about that. I don't know what you're talking about. Could you embed it in my forehead and make me all powerful? <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, could you appraise this for us, good sir? He flicks some more lenses into the way. He looks at the crystal up close. Says, yes, this... This is just there are tiny evil minions running on hamster wheels inside this crystal. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is this thing? A bunch of like microscopic cultists. Just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obsidian's not that common around here, but it certainly isn't rare. This crystal must have come from down south. What was that place called again? Down under? Australia? Georgia? This is a particularly unusual type of, of obsidian that seems to have come from the Embrin Caldera. It is known for its strange properties, but you seem like you already are aware of some of this, considering the special treatment you've given it. When you say Embrin Caldera... A caldera is, all, is like a leftover volcano, usually. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought Embrin Caldera was like the name of a town or something, or like a mine. No, that's my act. It's Shaba's real name is Embrin Caldera. <laughs> it's a pretty epic name. You are the source of this plague. Oh. It was a twist all along. <laughs> How did you happen upon something from as far away as that? Let's just say that uh, someone imported it into the region. <laughs> it was an import. Importaled? Uh, uh, uh. So what do you say? What is a, a rare, unusual piece of stone like this worth? I don't deal with very many of these, so let me consult my books here. He brings out this several-inch-thick tome that he slams on the desk in front of him and opens it up, starts flipping through pages. Yes, yes, uh, here we are. He sets the stone on a little scale to weigh it. He says... For a stone of this size, weight, and cut, I would be able to pay... Don't forget color and clarity. Mm. It's the four C's. Color, cut, uh, yes, yes, clarity. Yeah. Okay. That, that's implied. <laughs> Do you take me for a fool? <laughs> Who's the gem cutter here, you or me? It's not an especially large piece, but it is rare. Um, this is 75 gold worth. Oh, 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 really? Now let's just say theoretically, that this stone was also imbued with a curse that was capable of sucking your soul out through your ears. Shopping, shopping. <laughs> then I wouldn't buy it for any price. I was just curious. We're asking for a friend. Yeah, <laughs> just, just wanted to know. Oh, wow, 75 gold. Wow, 80 gold? That's, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, I'll accept 90 gold for it. 150 <laughs> gold, you say? It could certainly use some more polish and work to clean up, and then maybe it would be worth that much. What would a service like that cost? So if if you if we were to pay you five gold to make this worth 80 gold, could you do it? <laughs> I could. I don't see how that benefits you, but if you're willing to pay me for it, sure. Thanks for looking out for our benefits, but I've, I'm sure you're trying to run a profitable business here. So you really shouldn't think about your customer. 
You should think about what makes you the most profit. Well, I want happy returning customers. Well, we're only here for three days, so we're never coming back. <laughs> Just so we refuse to be either happy or returning. Or customers. Thank you very much. What tools and skill would you need to do all those things to the stone you just said i believe there is actually gem cutters proficiency yeah i think so gem cutters tools do you mean jeweler's tools jeweler's tools tools, probably yeah you mean you need someone that is proficient with jeweler's tools i'm I'm reading off of my character sheet right now or just a good strong buff like through stripey's fur or something i'm not there though so you'd have to make the call yeah what do you say shaba should we part with this fine rare incredible tool Could I also remind your characters that this crystal is currently charged and capable of being used to power spells in some way or other? Oh, that's right. It is actually worth far more than 75 gold. Thank you very much. And I snatch it out of his hands and toss it in the briefcase (laughs) and shut it. Shaba, have we considered using this gem to power uh, magical spells? Uh, I've considered embedding it in my forehead so that I become all powerful. Yes, that's true. You did. <laughs> I have considered that. <laughs> did we ever find out now that it's fully charged? Does it like stop charging now that the battery level's at a hundred percent? No, we don't know. Could we ethically use that stone? This is, this is Sean speaking, not necessarily Tokus. Yeah, that was my other thought. Because that's ba- this is kind of like Full Metal Alchemist for a moment. Not that there's people in the stone, but there's people's life energy in the stone. I think now that it's been taken, there's no real good it's going to do anyone anymore. And also, I'd feel ethically like better using its magical power than I would selling it to somebody to potentially harm mm. them. Yeah. As for the stone's charge, you know that it's not quite fully charged, but once it does get to the full potential, then it would stop draining. Okay. If you press both ends, there's a little battery indicator and it says 97%. Oh, good. <laughs> Good to know. Um, and then does it, like a like a smartphone, does it just sort of like gradually drain over time, too? We don't really know, I guess. You could reference the notes from the Alchemist Guild and try to find that out. Oh, here's, here's what you could do. Okay. Uh, this is, now I know Tokus isn't here, but he might think of this scientifically. Cast Detect Magic and feel the strength of the magical aura. And then let's cast it in a week and you can feel if the aura is weaker. Mm, that's true, that's true. Did we get a sense from the research notes of, like, an idea of how one actually would use it to power spells? Does it basically just say you hold, on, hold it in one hand and cast a spell in the other and it makes it more powerful? It sounds like you could use it as a conduit of sorts, similar to a magic focus. You have to wrap it in tinfoil mm. and put it in your mouth and bite down <laughs> on either end. <laughs> You think that you could probably get something out of it if you tried combining it with your instrument in various ways. It would look pretty gnarly on the head of my lute. That's true. Whatever happened to that old lute? Oh, never mind. I've said too much. Yep. Forget I said anything. <laughs> Wait. What did happen to that old lute? No, it's, it's probably in your pack somewhere. It probably just got lost somewhere <laughs> at the bottom. You gotta search around for it a little bit. I start digging around, then I say, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> and I close it back up. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> yeah, so uh, negotiations. Um, no, no, thank you, sir. We are not selling. And I walk out briskly. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're the ones who asked him to buy it in the first place. <laughs> so I, will, I scamper out after Shaba. All right, well, would you care to buy anything else here while you're... Good day, sir. I said good day. I learned that from Tokus. That was good. I like that. I scamper out after Shaba and I say, so 
did we just decide that we're not selling this? Uh, I mean, I thought you did, so I just took your lead and also decided that. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Because, I mean, it's magical, right? So it can do magic stuff for us. Yeah, that's true. All we need to do is find someone who can teach us how to use it. It sounds like we might already know, though. We might know the answer in our hearts, and we've always known. Yes, exactly. Or in our research notes. Mm. Okay, I consult our (laughs) research notes. Nope, nothing in here. (laughs) That's what I was basically asking Thane earlier, is like, did we get a sense from the research of how to use it? And he said, yeah, you could you could probably, like, channel it. I mean, there were a lot of notes, and you just kind of skimmed through it and didn't understand most of it before. If you want to spend some of your days here poring over those notes and trying to figure out how it actually works, then I could give you some more information. Hmm, okay. Sure. So, over the next day, you're studying the notes, and you could use this in two main ways, and that would be to either cast a spell from it that you have prepared or that you know using the crystal's power instead of your own, and it would drain the crystal's energy and leave you with whatever spell slots you had remaining. Or you would be able to use it to power up a spell that you're casting on your own and add basically an extra level of power onto whatever you're casting. Oh, nice. You're not sure how many charges are actually in the crystal right now. And then once it's uncharges a little bit, then does it recharge with our own life energy? If you leave it outside of the box, it will recharge draining whatever is around it very slowly. Oh, mm. wow. So it'll re- it recharges itself. So we can just, like, eat a whole bunch and then just, like, <laughs> become a necromancer. <laughs> Instead of, like, a charging station for your phone, you just bring it to the middle of, like, a park. Yeah. Like a public <laughs> amusement area. Now, Shaba, I'm, I'm totally fine using the souls of other people to power my spells, but <laughs> if you're talking about using our souls, I'm, I'm a little bit more hesitant. Yeah, I like Tokus's idea. We bring it to a park in the middle of the night, we bury it like a few inches. Wait, are we together again? We, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we bury it a few inches underground. Yeah, hey, I just had this great idea. Yeah, I just had this great idea, a voice in the sky. We bury it underground, we leave it there for a few days, <laughs> let people walk around, recharge it, and then come back and get it. So basically doing exactly what the cultists are doing? Yeah. Is what you're suggesting? When you put it that way, that kind of seems a little bit wrong. (laughs) A little wrong. (laughs) Not as wrong as putting thousands of crystals around an entire city, but still sort of the same type of wrong. Well, technically all of you can cast spells, so anyone could use it. Yeah. Jay speaks with all the animals. Mm. Hmm. So you said that it gives you like another spell slot, essentially? It lets you cast. You can use it either as extra spell slots or boosting the level of a spell by one. So then you could cast a spell that you know like a number of times until it completely discharges. Mm hmm. Basically. So you could heal multiple times, for example. I think it'd be best served with Brian's character. He's more spell based than anybody. Yeah, but aren't we just perpetuating the dark magic of the cultists by using it at all? I mean, you gotta fight fire with fire. Wait, am I there or no? You know, you're totally not there. We can just say that as they went away from the jeweler, they eventually made their way back to you and they're talking. Yeah, we did spend a day looking in, at these papers, so That's this true. is probably after we've reconvened at, a ta- at the tavern for the night. All right, so I head off to the tavern and we research. So this is a battery that recharges itself and makes us better at magic. It's also the same evil thing that the cultists are using to power their evil magic. So the question is, 
is using life energy to power our magic spells, knowing that every time we drain this, it's going to suck life energy from whatever's closest to it again. Is that ethical? Is that a problem? You have the box which will keep it from draining energy, so that is also an option. Yeah, we could just drain the power that it has and then not suck any more souls. Right, not recharge it. And hey, if we keep battling with the cult, maybe we'll find more stones and who knows. I mean, I feel like it's kind of like only for emergencies. Like, no offense, it's kind of cool to cast a spell of a higher power, right, Aslo? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're entrusting the stone with you, right? Wasn't that kind of the consensus? That'd be nice. I mean, you having extra healing, heals, would be fantastic. I was assuming, yeah, we'd use it in, like, in a boss battle. Yeah, emer- emergencies, yeah. I mean, I've been carrying the box, so it would be the kind of thing where, like, in slow motion, Aslo's like, Shaba the stone, and I'm like, Aslo. <laughs> and then and you, then like, I open the box. Open the box and throw <laughs> it across to him, and we see it spinning <laughs> end over end as it travels, and then Aslo, like, bounces off of his finger and... <laughs> <laughs> and then right on the edge of a pit, like a chasm, and slides right to the edge and teeters. I think it'd be cool if you opened the suitcase and, like, popped it at me all in the same motion. Like, pshh, <laughs> right. Seems much easier to just let Aslo carry the box. <laughs> nope. Not gonna happen. <laughs> Can't be done. Well, Aslo always loses things if we give them to him. That's so. true. Yeah. Like, like you lost your loot. My loot? Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to that old Wait, thing? what? I mean, <laughs> no, there's. You'd never had a loot, I'm pretty sure. Oh, huh, that's weird. Yeah. Thought I had one at one point. Anyway, <laughs> I was going to say, this is a lot like a Lord of the Rings kind of situation. It's like you're taking the ring to Mordor, but sometimes you got to use the ring to, like, escape the enemies. You know <laughs> what I mean? You're taking the ring to Mordor, but the ring is freaking cool, and why do we have to destroy it? Because <laughs> we could be super powerful if we just exactly. rolled with the evil for a little while. <laughs> Just until we get to Mordor, and then we'll throw it in the, <laughs> yeah. in the fire. There's a third option besides what the voice in the sky said. Oh? So, right, we could go full-blown evil and use the stone and recharge the stone and use the stone and recharge the stone, right? Off of other people's life energy. Or, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here. Stripeys. We only <laughs> use stripeys. No, I'm kidding. No, what if we only use our party's soul energy? And voluntarily shorten our, our own lives? And weaken ourselves? Shabba, we don't need to live forever. We need to stop the cult. I'm okay giving up a few lot, uh, years. Dang, I'm not. Gnomes have plenty I of mean, years. I mean, yeah, you, you speak for yourself, bud. We've got 80 at the most. You have, like, over 100. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> well, then, fine. And I start drafting up plans to fashion a cut out of my armor, and we can attach the box to me. I could be our battery. I could charge the stone. <laughs> just open up the hatch and pull it out every once in a while. Because I have the longest life expectancy out of the three of us, right? Yeah, you just have like a little port in the back of your neck, like in the Matrix, and you just plug the stone <laughs> in and let it suck <laughs> suck out all your energy. I, I, I think you guys think I'm not being serious. This stone is that powerful. What if we charged and we only charged it using ourselves? Tokus, I think you're being entirely serious. I just think we need to save you from your own bad decisions. <laughs> like we've done all along. But I could give us power. I just have to give up a little bit of time. And you guys are going to die way before I do, so it, it, this might be more fun. I might die in a similar time frame. 
I mean, what what friend wants to live forever and his friends all die? We could sort of use it to like even out the life totals a little bit. So like, yeah, whoever has the longest life, we'll kind of shorten that by right. enough so that it's all yeah, we all die right at, right at the same time. Yeah, or we could just use stripey, which I still think is a good idea. <laughs> Do you know how long badgers <laughs> live? Like maybe <laughs> ten years, if that. Oh, stripey's got not much time left. Remember all that time we spent in the place with all those crystals? We look over at Stripey and he's got a cane. <laughs> yeah, he's a goner. <laughs> Little it's a walker. walker. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> Poor Stripey. We barely knew you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we need to decide what to do with this. Well, I like option B or C. Yeah. As a true neutral character, um, I'm. I think I could go either way. I figure if this crystal helps us achieve a greater good, then it'll be for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lesser evil for the greater good. That's also an old, old halfling saying. <laughs> As a lawful good character, I say the crystal would be rad to use, but it's wrong. <laughs> so we shouldn't do it. Wait, you're saying we shouldn't use it at all, even the energy that's already put on it, just because of where it came from? I think that even the, for the short amount of time that it's out, that Aslo's using it, it's, t- it's drawing life energy back. It's just doing more of its evil work. Well, why don't we have a vote? All those in favor of option A, raise your hand. What is option A? A is not use the stone whatsoever. Keep it in the box. Oh, okay. Option B is to use it until it discharges, and option C is to keep using it with Tokus's life energy? Well, we charge it ourselves somehow. We find an ethical-ish way. Ethical-ish, all right. I like that. You know what? We just need to find, like, elves live forever. We just need to, like, invite an elf into the party <laughs> and we make them a necklace. Oh my gosh, let's charge it off elves. Let's have an elf factory. We can have a, yeah, we can have a Matrix-like elf... Keebler factory! Uh, yes, elf harvesting factory. They all have stones. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, oh this God. is perfect. We'll, we'll take elves captive one by one and hold them in a dark cell yes. and suck out their life energy, and then we'll use the stone to, for the greater good. Exactly. We definitely won't be as evil as the cultists then. No, definitely not. not at all. This is as ethical as a sweatshop. Yeah, because our purposes are better than the cultists, right? For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Right, and then once we've defeated them and they're gone, like, we go on to become the next cult? <laughs> oh, dude, you know what we could do that wouldn't be unethical at all? We just capture a menagerie of evil-aligned creatures and then mm-hmm. expose them put to them the in a crystal. Box. Yeah, pose, put them in a box. We could build a huge lead-lined container, and like a cage, chuck all the creatures in there, stick the crystals in, in a, like a receptacle. To drain all their energy, because then it's almost like we're in combat for a really, really long time. We're just <laughs> killing them very, very slowly. What about those satyrs that kept respawning in that wardrobe with the snow? And those the- aren't alive. What those aren't place? actually like living okay. beings. But the oh, same okay. concept applies. Those. We find some evil dudes, some evil creatures, and use them to power the stone. Yeah, better yet, why not capture the cultists themselves and... Turn the thing on their heads. Subject them to their own medicine. A little taste. Right. A little taste of it. You need to find a being that has a ridiculously long lifespan, something that lives theoretically forever. We need to find a fairy. Fairies live forever? Do they live... I'm pretty sure. Do they, they live longer than elves? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but the point is, it's if the creature is evil and we would have killed it in combat anyway... Then what's the difference? You want to turn it into a slave and put it in a yes. box and use it to, as a battery? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
I feel like there's still like this ethical, not the Toka scares, but I feel like there's still this ethical quandary of like <laughs> imprisoning creatures, whether they're good or bad, and using their life force. Well, if they're evil aligned, then that lets me rationalize with my lawful good <laughs> tendencies. I don't know, Shaba. This seems kind of messed up. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's messed up. Even Wouldn't Shaba even just want to be their friend anyway? Yeah, that's true. I would want to make friends with them, and then I'd like find out their name and want to let them go. <laughs> Was there anything in the research that we... Because we just looked at our research again. Is there anything in the research papers that says if there's a different way to charge the crystal? Well, you know that these crystals are able to store energy. That's kind of an innate part of them. The enchantment is what makes it drain life energy specifically. Aslo, how many times have you had spell slots that you didn't use on a journey or adventure? Uh, it, it comes up pretty often. What happens when you blast the crystal? Blast it? Yes. All right, I step back. Wait, what do you mean? All right, I'll do it. No, 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 hold on. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) I was going to firebolt it and see what happens. No, I'm pretty sure that explodes. We've already gone down this road. Oh, the crystal breaks because it's obsidian, yeah. Yeah. How would we charge it? Like... Well, we would have to change the enchantment on it, which we're definitely not high enough level to do. So why don't we table this discussion for now? We'll stick the crystal away. Because we have agreed that using life energy to power it is just wrong, regardless of whose. We're not going to use the stone at all. We're not going to recharge it. But like I said, if, you, if we take it out of the box, as soon as we do that, it starts charging. If it's, even if it's just us. Yeah, but what if it's only for like a few seconds? <laughs> it's still... I think I know what this discussion is really about. <laughs> Let's get to the heart of the matter. And, and Tokus looks into his wallet real quick. To, okay, yep. So listen. Give me the stone. I'll shine her up. Make it look nice. We sell it. And then I go get that diamond I've always wanted. <laughs> So that I can actually cast my spell. I mean, come on. Like, I have a spell slot that's being wasted. I think it's a high priority for this party. No, the, the fate of the world that I can cast Chromatic Orb. Okay, that's a fair point. If the stone is fully charged, it is no longer drawing life energy. Can we agree on that? Mm. If the stone is at 100%, if it's, a, if it's gained all yep. the charge it can, it no longer is hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of established we're not okay using the stone and recharging the stone, so why do we need the stone? No, we don't. That's what I'm saying. If it's fully charged, then we can sell it and not exactly, yeah. and be reasonably certain that nobody's going to harm themselves by being around it. Or potentially learn how to harness its power, use it for evil, and then continue sucking out souls after it's been drained. <laughs> no, we, we can't. Yeah. We don't know that someone's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> So then the choice is either use it for the ultimate good or destroy it. Cast it into the fire. Yeah, we, we, guys, we have to either turn to the dark side or, like, not, like, destroy this crystal. So selling the stone, even letting it getting fully charged is wrong. Yes. All right. Well, we'll have to find a different way to get that 50 gold. I mean, that's, (laughs) that's, that's it, right? We either turn to the dark side a little and actually are on the dark side or we, we don't. We do the responsible, the right thing. I mean, I'm, I was fine with using the stone in emergencies. Extra heals or extra spells for, you know, I guess technically both Aslo and I, just in general, seems useful. It does. This whole, the whole lure of this evil power is very useful. Only in emergencies and we don't plan to recharge it. 
you can keep the box. You can be the gatekeeper because you're the one that cares so much. Okay, but I will say this. Evil is still evil, even in emergencies. (laughs) (laughs) It's an evil emergency. (laughs) How about this, Shaba? When the time comes and the cult has been destroyed, we give you permission to destroy the crystal. (laughs) I mean, let's keep it for emergencies. Let's be evil in case of emergency. How about that? (laughs) How about this? We, we keep the box, and we hope that we never have to resort to using it, ever. Good. When that time comes, Shaba, and I'm bleeding on the ground, dying, and I say, I need another heal! I need another heal! <laughs> Maybe you'll open that box. Works for me. Crystal in box, box closed, box in my pack, let's move on. All right. All right. Good. So, how did things go at the uh, at the forge today? You tell us the same thing that Thane told us a little while ago. Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear that you've found a good solution to having your armor fixed and enhanced. That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, now that we do have some free time, there is one errand I would like to attend to. Oh. Is that something you want to do by yourself, or...? I'm afraid it is. Oh, my. Uh... Okay. So... I'll leave you gentlemen to your devices. Okay. And like literally? Well, yeah, in your case, your yes. Literal devices. I'm going back to the tinkerer's place. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, have fun. <laughs> All right, so while Aslo <laughs> runs his secret errand and Tokus is at the forge, Stripey and I are going to go out looking for cultists. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Just like hidden inside the town. I mean, this is the Tetrian Mountain Range. This is like near the area where they struck Tokus's people and where they got the crystals from. So. That's true. Could roam around and just see if you find any more cultist caves. It's pretty far from where the crystals came from. But it's a lot closer to the cultists than we have ever been before. Except when you were literally in their cave. No, closer to like where they hang out, like their, their den, <clears throat> their origin. All right, so you're going to be looking around for any sort of suspicious activity over the next couple of days. I'm going to be questioning people, gathering information, asking about what people know about the cult, uh, where it's from, where it originated, what they're cultists of, like what they worship, what their beliefs are, uh, what their MO is, any legends or information about them striking uh, Tokus's people, information about the current threat, the plague any and all information I can glean about them. Are you saying you're going to range? Oh yeah, I'm going to range. I'm going <laughs> to range like I've never ranged before. Okay, so I say, I've got uh, I've got a little errand here in town that I, I need to run. We'll meet back up later tonight. And then he turns and strides off into the city. Okay.